We're away. Then I said to the president, get this. Suck on these eggs. Oh, it's a, Chris- it's a Christmas. It's an Easter joke. Yeah. I even had eggs for breakfast. Yeah? Yeah, good. Was it a chocolate egg? No. Um, chicken. Yeah, a okay. chocolate chicken. Ooh. So that's confusing. Yeah, it was mole. <laughs> chicken mole. Oh. Um, no, it was a cheesy, chili, scrambled eggs on Damn. toast. I do, I do love that. It's so good. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Hey Brew. This is the podcast about the kind of stories you tell in the pub. So join us for a little drink while we talk some usually nonsense, um, often related to the title of the beer. Completely off topic there. I kind of forgot halfway through. My name is Elliot. My name is Mike. Hello, Mike. I saw you the other day. So let's just skip right through all the pleasantries. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) We're both doing well. Yeah. End, end of story. Also, we do that every time, even though like we've been sat chatting for like half an hour before every episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, instead, I just walk into your house and you hand me a mic. <laughs> Imagine that. Just, all right, we're getting straight into it. Yeah, roving. <laughs> oh, Hebrew now starts with the opening of a door. Like you take keys going into a door. Oh, that would be kind of good atmosphere building. I don't mind that. Maybe I'll do that next time. Just assault you with a microphone. It's like, I hope you're ready. <laughs> like a roving reporter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. Do you have any comments on... Oh, oh you don't want to start me. You know I've got comments. I know you Ooh. do. That's why we get Spicy it. That's why comments. we get all that stuff out of the way before we it's actually yeah. start. It's always heavily edited. Yeah, there's like already 14 minutes on the tape. And another thing, <laughs> <laughs> you know what really grinds my gears? Um, had no. <laughs> any uh, delicious beers recently? Um, I had the Mr. Banks Peach Goza last night. Ooh. It's quite good. I don't mind saying. Um, yeah, I'm going to go find that. That sounds yeah. delicious. It, and on a day like today as yeah. well. I think it was called Lookout. I will. I think. Um, but yeah, had that, had some fish and chips, watched the footy. Very good. Last That's night. a solid evening. Yeah, that was last night when it was pretty warm. It was warm. So went for a walk, got the beer, got the fish and chips. Yeah, we've moved into yeah. autumn here in Australia. And the Somebody long tell weekend, the weather. <laughs> yeah, the long weekend has tried to four high 20s, low 30s, back to backers. Yeah. It's pretty fucking great. Yeah. And now and I don't even like the warmth. Yeah, and we've had the well last night the crossover back into non-daylight savings land, which freaked me out when I was in the car earlier. I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I'm late for Mike's already, and I haven't even left home." Oh, because your car clock doesn't update. Yeah, yeah. stupid son of a. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that was that. But yeah, I think I feel like after this mm. we should go and get a pint outside. Oh yeah, we should. Excellent. That's a very good shout. Um, I'm really sorry, but I think there's some interference coming through just then. Yeah, probably don't lean that on the microphone cable. Yeah, I'm going to put it onto airplane mode as well. Is that going to work? It'll help. But yeah, also uh, don't lean it on the cable. <laughs> about to say, you don't tell me what to do, but I'm that's going to be one of the things you should tell me what yeah. to do. Um, 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 grand. Well, this admin aside, I really mm. hope there's no emergencies. No one tries to call me. Yeah. I don't have anyone. It'll be fine. It's fine. Um, yeah. Um, How about you? You, you were kind of you were kind of like, roaming around on the beers the other night in terms of trying oh, different things. Yeah, I was a bit because you know, like I've got a fridge full of beers that I just never get around to drinking. Yeah, which I do every time. I order mm. loads of beers and then I just. But so yeah, the other night you were over. We're having a wee shindig. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can call it that. Anyway, we're having a wee get together. Smoked smoked these meats. Didn't even have any baby. Oh, we did have a baby rat ribs. We didn't have brisket. You didn't have sweet didn't baby, have baby, baby rays. No. no. Oh well, um, most of it. Just stubs. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and um, 
yeah, I was drinking quite a bit of different Garage Project stuff. So yes, you were. It was really delicious. And last night when I was playing some Fallout, I had some Garage Project March Haze. Mm. That was good. Basically just... I will say one thing. I wish people were making things other than hazy IPAs at the moment. Yeah, they are a bit everywhere. Like, I'm glad that West Coasts are having a little bit of a renaissance as well. Yeah. But it seems like you've got a sour, four hazy IPAs, a West Coast, and a like quadruple imperial stout these mm. days to choose from. Yeah. Like, some more Pilsners, please. Yeah. And I always, always say this, but more brown and red ale, because that's just great. Yeah. I uh, step. I actually physically went to Purvis Beer for the first time in, in Richmond. Oh, when did you go? Yesterday. Um, Same. Yeah. I mean, to get these. But. Uh, holy shit, is that store massive? Like more than I realized because I've, oh, yeah. I've only ever bought from them online. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a it's a dece. They had a huge setup. range too. They've like also got that counter basket at the front with all the reduced beers in there. Yes. Every time I go down, I'm like, should I just yeah, buy a yeah, load yeah. of reduced beer? Yeah, but um, they they had stuff from all over the world, honestly, and yep. all sorts of different styles. So oh. they are out there. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that I'd say that shop is quite underrated. Mm. I think um, also it's the only place I could find these, mm. including from the brewery weird yes <laughs> yeah it was a lot of work um well yeah purvis tis the season purvis have come through for me clutch time and time again for finding beer yeah i i really can't say enough good stuff about them yeah. and it's so close to my office i don't know why i don't go there yeah. more often the guy there was actually like just super stoked about anything we said to him yes I, I long hair dude uh yeah he had a bucket hat on yes um he was pretty happy that i existed when i went in there as well yeah I already paid but we, we, we went up to the counter and he's like you got much plan for tonight we're like well we're picking up these we're going to pick up the fish and chips he was like it's a fucking great plan yeah it's just so stoked for us oh i said to him he's like oh what's on for the day i was like oh you know maybe a couple of beers outside he's like yeah and then i was like probably not the uh heavy uh the beer that were brought today and he's like mate never a bad time to drink beers and i looked out at the weather yeah and i looked at the beer and i was like i probably still drink something else man like yeah yeah <laughs> it's a bit heckish yeah. so i apologize for that in advance but no, um, that does say was quite he just seems like a good spokesperson for beer yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. he's enthusiastic about the trade yeah um that has segued us quite nicely though into what we are drinking today yes please go Mike, on it's the most holy sunday of the year Yes. The one of the four-day bank holiday. <laughs> yeah. um, the most important Sunday of the year, obviously, in the um, Elliot calendar, um, mm. which is, of course, Satan's birthday. <laughs> what? No. it's uh, so, so it is Easter Sunday. Neither of us are religious. Let's skip over that shit. Don't worry. It's not going to be part of the show. Cool. Um, what we are drinking, though, today is... Today um, is... <clears throat> Do you want fries with that? Um, today, we're going to be drinking the... Ridge Road Brewers Magical Easter Unicorn Chocolate Ale. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. I mean, it comes out every year. They put out this and the Christmas one. The Christmas one was an ice cream... Yeah, we, we did the like Christmas milkshake. one as yeah. well. I've still got one in my fridge. Um, yeah. I don't really know what to do with it because it sort of feels like out of season, but I will drink it. Yeah. Um, this one is a chocolatey dark ale sort of thing. Apparently. And... Every year I see it on the Facebook groups that the suggested method of consumption and quaffing is... Excuse me, what? Quaffing. Quaffing? That's the word. Meaning? To quen- consume a, dr- a liquid. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. Q-A- Q-U-A-F-F. Great. I'm learning something already. That's hey, brew, baby. Yes. Um, some of them 
fun stories. Some of them made up, well, I mean, real words. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, they, anyway, the point is you're supposed to get a chocolate bunny. Yeah. Bite the top of the ears off, pour Correct. a beer into that and drink it out of the chocolate bunny. So I've supplied us with two chocolate bunnies today. Yes, you have. Um, and we're going to attempt to make that happen. Good. Is, do, do they do they have a name for this serving style? Uh, I I thought you were going to ask me if the bunnies have a name. Then I was like, I'm not going to name mine because I'm going to eat it. Um, but yeah. since you asked, uh, <laughs> as I don't know the answer, no. Cool. <laughs> um, no, I, I I don't know. I okay. Don't. You don't have to come up with one. We could just get beer into bun. It. Okay. There we go. We'll, we'll 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 run with that for now. All right. All right. Hey, you want to get into yours so we can start yeah, discussing we'll, it quick yeah. because mine appears to be sweating beer. <laughs> okay. Op- okay. Op- operation pour liquid into a rabbit is underway. My concern is as well. Yes. Actually, I think this is going to keep it cool enough that it's not going to cause melting issues. Oh, true. Yeah. I also just don't want to waste the beer if it starts dripping into the bowl. I will drink it from a bowl. There's there's so many things that I'm learning now I've never thought about when it comes to pouring a beer inside of a chocolate bunny. Yeah. Um, Such as melting, such as the water tightness of a chocolate bunny, which is just a bizarre phrase for me to have said with my mouth. Yeah. Wait till you have to drink beer out of it. All right. Well, I'm I'm about to nibble its bits. All right. I'm going to start sipping mine while you do such. That's really quite tasty. And then you get a little bit of like chocolate on your tongue from when you're mm-hmm. drinking it. Maybe that's a good idea. Just bite a hole and then you can like suction against it almost. I'm trying to think about drinking out of it though, because it's not a great. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I go like side like that. Yeah, it's going to hit me in the nose. No, like flat. That way? Yeah. Like that. Yeah, that'll work. All right. Again. Things you never thought you'd have to think about with Hebrew. The logistics of One this of the whole thing. I genuinely might have to say is we might have to neck this beer and then get into the topic. Because I don't know where the fuck this is going to go. But It's going to melt and then I'll go get some spoons. Very much. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the beer. Yes, um, please. Go right it's, ahead. It's pretty tasty. It's a little thinner than I would like. I think if it was a little more stouty. It, like it, it, def- is, it is an ale. Yeah, it's, it, it notably doesn't say chocolate stout. It says mm. chocolate ale. Oh, could um, you imagine if this was like a milk stout or something? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. With like a little bit of lactose and some oats through oh, it. Oh, the, the fucking the Timothy Timothy Slamothy in this situation? Yeah, phenomenal. Oh, there we go. Um, I think I've filled my bun. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know where to go with that one. Um, on the can, it says, with the discovery of the fourth magical pillar of the universe, chocolate eggs, it is the only beer that can harness the full potential of its power. I don't really know what that means. I don't know. I felt like they're trying to elevate this whole situation. It's already pretty ridiculous. I, like, I'm already, I'm sold. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I've managed to get most of the can into this because I've only just taken the corner off the top. Yeah, honestly, the, the chocolate bunny is deceptively... Um, Voluminous. That is not the word I was going to use, and I'm so glad you did because it's it, it holds more, so weird. It holds more liquid than I expected it to. All right, let me. <coughs> <coughs> oh, this one is going to be a sonic feast. Oh. All right, I'm going I'm to take my first sip out of what is now a very heavy chocolate bunny. <laughs> Enjoy. If I can ever get you to do a spit take, I think today's got to be the day and just watch you spit. Like, if only I could, like, freeze frame my life and watch you, like, spit explode out of the top of a chocolate bunny. <laughs> so it's just like, chocolate bunny to face, beer going either side. 
would make me so unbelievably oh, no. happy. Like uh, I would, I would replay that moment I th- I, until my death. I'm just having to think so hard about this whole process because I'm holding the bunny above a bowl in case it leaks. So I'm having to lift oh, all no. of this. It's leaking. I don't know if it's just or it's a little just a bit. Mess. It's chocolate sweat. I'm pretty much necking this <laughs> at six percent because yeah, I fear right. there's a small amount of liquid in the bottom of my bowl. I mean, like a tiny drop. Yeah. I don't know if it's come off the bunny. <laughs> I don't know if it's, um, what's it called? Condensation on the bunny? Yeah. Or I Could don't know be. if it's beer leaking out the bottom of the bunny. Strange sentence. Yep. The beer's quite nice. Yes, it is. It's I, got I, a good I chocolatey do, flavor. I do see what you mean about the the thinness, I mm. guess. Um, yeah. It, it tastes more like just kind of a brown ale. The chocolate's not yeah. super strong in terms I, of the flavor. I know I was literally just complaining there's not enough brown ales, but I don't think chocolate needs to be in a brown ale. But this <clears> kind <throat> of is just a brown ale. I can taste the chocolatiness, though. Mm. But I, I must say, it's pretty enjoyable. It's not something I'd sit and drink pints of, but I'd happily drink a pint of. I'd happily like a drink pint. a bunny of. Yeah, I'm definitely happy to drink. I've got to say that the, the, <laughs> the novelty of this is very fun. Yes. I might, I might completely strip my bunny. <laughs> No, I'm not. Not after saying that. Um, <laughs> oh, could you imagine if we had straws instead? This would be so much easier. Could you use chocolate straws? Yeah. Well, more fool us. Um, yeah, next year. Excuse me. <laughs> it's because I'm necking it. Sorry, listener. Um, this is fun, though. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is a nice... Although, because of the shape of the hole on my bunny's ears... I feel like I'm just going to get chocolate all over my face. <laughs> You've managed to avoid it. Yeah. I can feel the top of my bunny slightly melting. And it's on the lips. Delicious. Yeah. But yeah, the little chocolate that you put on your mouth every time is giving it... It's like when you get salt-rimmed glass when you have a margarita. Yes. Um, this is silly. It's fun. The beer is quite tasty. It's definitely a, like an occasion, the beer itself. Yes. Without being also like 12%. Um. Look, as far as, like, slightly daft jokes go, <laughs> yeah, I'm having a good time That's with this. pretty good. Yeah. Um, I am going to start nailing it. Yeah. Because I just don't trust the structural integrity of this rabbit. Yeah. I mean, um, you, you also have to provide us with a story. Well, that's today. what I mean. <laughs> Do you want me to go get you just a regular drinking beer for after that? No, I've got, I've got the car. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to be, like... <laughs> normal where I look at my glass and I'm like oh I've still got half a beer left towards the end of my yeah. story and I'm like I've just got a sad looking pile of tinfoil and beer and chocolate melted into a bowl just with the rabbit's tinfoil eyes staring longingly oh. and sadly up at me well that's a, a true Easter tale if ever I've heard one and on the third day the rabbit gazed longingly from its watery <laughs> chocolatey Doom. Bowly grave. <laughs> uh, this is one of the dafter things we've done. I think so. Up there with Timothy Timothy Slamothy. That was Yeah. Both but both both have been very fun. Yes. More more occasions for beer, please. More things where you can drink beer out of daft things. Like one time on this we'll have to do a yard of ale or oh, no. or do a boot. A, a shoey. Oh no. I <laughs> I did a thongy once because I didn't oh, have shoes no. on and I just put the thong in my mouth and poured it down like a luge and then I was like, the bottom of the thong is covered in grit and dust and the top of the thong is covered in my foot sweat. Yeah. I've bleached this mouth. Yeah, that's not a good image. Mm-mm. Oh, well, back to drinking out of the bunny. Mm. 
Right. <clears throat> My bunny's finished. I enjoyed that beer. Now you've just got a beer-soaked snack. Oh, no. <laughs> He's not even melted a little bit. I mean, I thought it might keep it chilled, and it did, but like... If anything's going to melt it, it's going to be me holding onto the side of it while I drink it yeah. and try to stop it from falling over. <laughs> Good work, bun. I'm just going to go quickly, give my hands a quick wash, and then jump mm. into the story. Yes. So in the spirit of the season, and in the spirit of being tangential... Mm. This is a tangent. <laughs> All right, get me there. Today... <laughs> chocolate beer yep. out of a rabbit yep. rabbits Easter uh-huh. Easter rabbits rabbits bunnies bunnies Playboy we're going to be talking about Playboy magazine wow I feel like you would have taken six less steps and got there yeah I know I just want to really reinforce the like the little link the tiny link yeah. that was there it's like today we're talking about the resurrection of Jesus and I thought Hugh Hefner <laughs> <laughs> um, a zombie I'd like to see Imagine he just walks out in a smoker's jacket. The way you said that, it sounded like, like um, MILF. It's like, Zils, oh, a no. zombie I'd like to see. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So, yes, today we're going to be talking about Playboy and not um, any undead sexuality. Um, so, Playboy, an enduring cultural icon, the Playboy brand has evolved into a behemoth of such size that it now exists way beyond its origins as a magazine. The mythos around it is so famous that everybody now recognizes the logo, knows the name of the founder, and can tell you some of the hallmarks of what Playboy is about. How many other pornographic or titillating publications can brag of that? In fact, how many other media outlets can brag of that, except for maybe Fox News? Mm. Sorry, I just got distracted because I tried to bite a little bit of my bunny off. and I saw that. It fell into the beer. <laughs> so I got none of it. Biting anyway. my bunny off sounds like um, <laughs> That's a, a sex act. And also in the context of this topic, not great. Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> so going to leave it there? Yep. Um, Please so, continue. So just for the record, this is where I was going to say, like with this topic, you can use one of your sound clips. Okay. This is where I have to remember which one. Yeah. I think, uh, it's, I think it's top second. This one? Maybe. This one. I think it's top second. This, this one. Which one do you think it is? this one that's the one yeah folks that's for you um, <laughs> so i'm gonna, gonna cover like a bit of a whistle stop tour around what playboy is all about and a few other things so it was founded in 1953 by uh as we all know hugh hefner he was uh raised a methodist and his mother pretty much wanted him to become a missionary um there is definitely a joke in that somewhere there really is yep. um um, Hef started out his career as a copywriter for Esquire, but he left Esquire after he asked for a $5 raise and they said no. That was like a men's magazine. Yeah, a men's yeah. magazine. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest with you, Esquire is not bad. I, I, I read Esquire occasionally. It's like, it's like the, the, it's like how, you know how like GQ is like a step above things like nuts and FHM. Yes. A couple of steps above. Esquire is probably one above that. Right. Okay. It's like men's Vogue, but a bit of sexy going on too. Okay. Actually, Men's Vogue is good, too. Anyway, um, so after that, Hef took out a $600 mortgage, raised $8,000 from investors. Wait, in what year is this? 1953. Okay, those numbers make more sense now. Or mortgage loan rather than just being like for a house. Yeah, but yeah. when you talked about a $5 raise. Yes. Now I get it. Um, and he raised $1,000 from his mother, which considering she wants to become a Methodist was pretty impressive. Mm. But um, in Hef's own words, he said, look, you know, she didn't believe in the project, but she did believe in me. Which I thought yeah. was kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, and launched Playboy. 
Now, I want to probably put it as a little, like, a PSA type thing. Um, there are definitely problematic things with Playboy. There are definitely problematic things with Hefner. Mm-hmm. I think in the same way I often felt about Michael Jackson for a very long time is that he had spent a lot of time in this very strange world centered around himself. Mm-hmm. That his behavior cannot be excused but can definitely be explained by some of the things it's that like he... a product of his environment type yeah thing. which unfortunately was a product of him but then right you know it's just a perpetuating cycle yeah um i was really tempted to take a moment and be like oh for the bunny then <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's like it's a mouthful of chocolate yeah. while you try to tell the story <laughs> um so the first issue of playboy featured naked photos of marilyn monroe mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, they were taken from a 1949 nude calendar shoot that she did when she was broke under a false name. Huh. Um, fun fact, uh, Hef and Marilyn Monroe never met. Um, he never paid her for any of that um, because they were, you know, things he could purchase the photos as a copyright from the photographer, basically. Right. Um, but he did buy the crypt adjacent to hers in Westwood Village Memorial Cemetery for $75,000 in 1992. What, so that he could be buried in it? Presumably, yeah. Yeah. I guess next to the thing that launched his career... Thing. Next to the person that launched his career. Yeah. I can see that. But I don't know. Maybe he's just a maniac. Well, it's honest, he is just a maniac. It's actually surprising that they never met. Like, Yeah, they must have run in similar circles for a little while there. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm going to go through some of the hallmarks of it. Um, and the first one I think that's really famous is Playmates. So Playboy Playmates are the chosen monthly centerfolds who usually do a fully nude shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Playmate of the Month gets $25,000. And if they win Playmate of the Year, they also win another $100,000. Uh, and it says plus a car, and then it said in brackets, access to a short-term lease of a car, which I thought was kind of weird. <laughs> I thought you were in brackets, actually not a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those little typed kids' cars, the red yeah, yellow ones. It's a big wheel. <laughs> <laughs> What it actually means is that Monster Island is actually a peninsula. Yeah. No, they, they gave them a pair of Heelys. <laughs> um, Wikipedia has an amazing list of things that says Playmate firsts. Okay. So some of them are um, like, you know, first African-American Playmates. Sure, like that, I get you. Which I'm like, yeah, totally. And then there's like first twins who have appeared as Playmates. Okay. First triplets who have appeared as Playmates. First, first Playmate to hold a super soaker. First cousins to have appeared as Playmates. I don't know if they were first cousins. Um, <laughs> first mother and daughter to have appeared as Playmates, which I'm... Well, like together. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I didn't write that down just Cause, in case. Because like some of those you could argue like one happened like months before the other. I would assume years before the other. Yeah, or like whichever way that goes um, with those different categories. But yeah. Yeah. I I only have more questions. Yeah, you're going to have more. Yeah. Um, It goes weirder. First playmate to show clearly visible pubic hair. Um, Mm -hmm. First playmate to pose with shaved pubic hair. Uh, Sorry, uh, sorry. First playmate to show visible pubic hair. Lever Lindland, Miss January 1971. First playmate to pose with shape, you care. Darlene Curtis, Miss September 2001. But realistically, this milestone was slightly overshadowed in September 2001 by other events. So I don't know if that one went down oh, in history. Yeah. Um, uh, youngest playmate. Mm, isn't there laws around this? Not so much at the time. Oh, no. Um, 16. No. Miss January, 1958, Elizabeth Ann Roberts. No. It was a thing where she had lied about her age. Okay. Um, and said that she was 18. But 17-year-olds right. featured in Playboy because at the time it was not illegal. 
Right. Um, it's kind of fucked. Because the law now is like you have to be 18 to star in adult material. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, and then a weird one, which was first and only month in Playboy history to date to not have a Playmate, which was March 1955. And the reason they gave was no issue published. It's like, well, that doesn't count then, does it? Yeah, like, you, you didn't, didn't put a magazine make- out. Yeah. <laughs> what about 1953 and prior to that? <laughs> yeah. That... Come on. Yeah, I thought it was a bullshit record. Yeah. It's like it's like saying slowest marathon winner. It's like, didn't finish. Uh, me, I haven't started yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Playmates are separate to Playboy Bunnies. Um, Playboy mm-hmm. Bunnies are hosting staff at Playboy Clubs, right. um, which were fairly ubiquitous for a while. Um, not all Playmates are bunnies and not all bunnies are Playmates, though some have been both. Mm-hmm. Um, some famous bunnies include Debbie Harry, lead singer of Blondie. Great. Uh, Patricia Quinn, who played Magenta in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yep. Um, Kimber Wood, U.S. federal judge and U.S. attorney general nominee under Bill Clinton. Excuse me? And Carol Sharkey, Bon Jovi's mum. What? Yeah. There's been some, there's, there's lots of other great ones in there that I was like, they, people just won't necessarily know, so I just picked four mad ones. Yeah, you've done well. Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> so, Playboy, though, is much more than titillation and titties. Um yeah, the, the classic joke, I read it for the articles. That's what I've named the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Playboy as a magazine was more of a general interest magazine, mm-hmm. um, akin to something like GQ, GQ or Esquire, as I sort of mentioned, mm-hmm. than something like Hustler, which was a lot more, mm. um, you know, yep. pornographic. Mm-hmm. Um, the magazine was a legitimate reader's magazine with sexy elements, I think is a good way of putting it. Um so Playboy featured interviews with notable figures, cartoons, jokes, and published short stories by serious novelists. Some serious novelists that you may know that have been featured with short stories in uh, Playboy include Arthur C. Clarke, huh. Ian Fleming, Chuck Palahniuk, uh, Palahniuk P.G. Woodhouse, Roald Dahl, Har- uh, Haruki Murakami, and Margaret Atwood. Oh my God. Yes. For some reason, I know you said Roald Dahl. But in my head, or all I could think of was a Dr. Seuss cadence, but talking about naked women. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Barney from How Met Your Mother does a thing of that. Great. That makes, yeah, that seems on, on point. <laughs> um, Ray Bradbury actually serialized Fahrenheit 451 across three issues of Playboy in 1954. That's so bizarre. Isn't it? Yeah. Playboy magazine is so much more than people realize. And yeah. I sound like I'm trying to defend it here. I'm trying to promote it. Yeah. Um, not, not a sponsor. But one of the really notable important parts of Playboy was the Playboy interview, which I'm going to spend a little bit of time on, to be honest. Okay. Um, as Hefner stated in the very first editorial, the very first issue, we enjoy mixing up cocktails and an hors d'oeuvre or two, putting on a little mood music on the phonograph, and inviting a female acquaintance for a quiet discussion on Picasso, Nietzsche, jazz, and sex. Okay. Which I think, actually, sounds like a pretty rad night. Yeah. Um, I also love calling things a phonograph. Yes. <laughs> I also like that he's like, I'm mixing up a cocktail and an hors d'oeuvre or two. It's like, mm. just stick a sandwich together, man. Like, don't yeah. worry about it. What are you doing? Cheese on crackers? Fuck off. I want cheese on crackers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so every month, a notable figure would be interviewed. And prior to the meeting, the interviewer would spend a month interviewing the subject's friends and family, eventually submitting several hundred questions to the editor, which were then edited and pared down. Jeez. It's like, for Canadian listeners, there's a, a Canadian um, musical um, journalist called Nadwa. Oh, I know Nadwa. Yeah. And Nadwa seen interviews? is insane. Yeah. So the Playboy interviews were kind of the same. They spent ages researching and backgrounding and doing lots kind of things. Kind of like uh, uh, Sean, I forget his name, from Hot Ones. 
Like, yeah, I've never seen that, but yeah. Dude, the qu- the questions he comes out with, Sean Evans, um, they're, they're like Nardwa levels of knowing the person you're talking to. Mm. And they're always like, how the fuck do you know this? Mm. That's it. That's why they spend the month interviewing friends and family yeah, and, and yeah. childhood acquaintances and stuff. It was, they're often blindside people, apparently. It's yeah. really interesting interviews. Yeah. Um, so it's not just things either like sports styles or pop culture. Artists, architects, economists, composers, conductors, directors, journalists, novelists, playwrights, religious figures, and politicians have all been interviewed in Playboy regularly. Okay. Usually the interviews are very detailed and run to thousands of words and are conducted by intellectuals, journalists, academics, etc. Mm-hmm. So they're not just getting like some hack who writes a Playboy. It's a proper, it's it's a writer who does it or, yeah. or a journalist or yeah. you know, serious. And I mean, like if if they've got this track record of like, doing interviews really really well i would imagine people are going to be reading it for that regardless of who it is yes which is the thing that i do with certain podcasts where it's like i know that these people have you know intelligent questions and discussions with the people they bring in and i'll listen to every episode regardless of who they bring in yeah yeah i think it's really good Mm. Uh, adam buxton's podcast is a really good version of that it brings in a lot of people and it just just speaks in very interesting Mm. ways Mm. um so, uh, usually the interviews are very detailed, as I say, uh, quite long. Um, they're pretty fascinating um, and resulted in some incredible insights to interviewees. So, Jimmy Carter, when he was presidential candidate, for example, used the phrase that kind of went down in history for Carter, which is, I've committed adultery in my heart many times, which is kind of a mad thing for a presidential candidate to say, mm. especially to say in Playboy. Like, can you imagine if... Mm. Joe Biden had been had a Playboy interview. <laughs> just, yeah. I'm struggling to pick a joke. <laughs> yeah, also fair. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, uh, Alex Haley was one of their famous interviewers. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, an African-American historian and writer. Worked for Playboy before going on to write the book Roots, the saga of an American family, which you might be familiar as the TV show Roots. The okay. story of Kunta Kinte, a slave brought mm. to America from Africa. Sure. Um, in his time at Playboy, he spoke to Miles Davis, Muhammad Ali, Sammy Davis Jr., Johnny Carson, Quincy Jones, Jim Brown, who's one of the greatest running backs of all time, one of the greatest footballers of all time, and Melvin Belli, um, who was um, Jack Ruby's defense lawyer, amongst other things. Uh, Melvin Belli is a it's an amazing and very interesting character. He would genuinely be worth an episode on his own if I could find even a remotely appropriate beer. Mm. Like, oh, there's almost certainly a um, co-conspirators beer I could bring a Jack Bellow thing on. But like, do you know who Jack Ruby is? No. no sorry, Melvin Bellow. No. Um, Jack, Jack Ruby was the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald, who was the guy who shot Kennedy. I feel like you could just use any beer from co-conspirators. Y- yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, that my I might um, write that down. Yeah. It. Just remind me later, yeah. please. Um, he, yeah. Melvin Bell is fantastically interesting. Um, so in um, in Haley's tenure, he interviewed Dr. Martin Luther King um, in the longest interview that King ever gave, and that was to Playboy. Wow. He interviewed Malcolm X. And he interviewed a man called George Lincoln Rockwell, who was the founder of the American Nazi Party. That's some range. Yeah. So Rockwell only agreed to the interview. Um, he was surprised when Haley turned up and Haley was black. Oh, shit. And he only agreed to the interview after <sighs> being assured that Haley wasn't Jewish. And he kept a handgun on the table throughout the interview. Who did? Uh, the Nazi. Okay. 
Because he's a Nazi piece of shit. Well, yeah. Um, I just honestly, with that sentence, it could have gone either way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Interestingly, uh, he interviewed those three in a, over a period of about four years, mm. and um, all three of them were dead within four years by assassination, Ooh. which is really interesting. Mm. Yeah. So Spooky. I don't. Isn't it? It's not a correlation. Hey, being interviewed by Haley doesn't mean you're about to get killed. Um, but or um, does it? Well, maybe. Uh, he, he also went on to write Muhammad Ali. Excuse me. Um, Malcolm X's um, biography, oh, cool. um, basic, based off a series of very long-form interviews he did with Malcolm X. Mm. Um, but Haley also wrote the um, follow-up to Superfly, the black exploitation movie, um, <laughs> okay. called Superfly TNT in 1973. That's just a good name. It is a good name, yeah. and it's a terrible movie, apparently, oh. but it's referenced in Pulp Fiction. Um, just at one tiny moment because because Quentin Tarantino is a fucking nerd. Yeah. If you can tell me the reference where they say that, I'll give you a million dollars now because you're looking thoughtful. It's just that like I've watched Pulp Fiction a few times. I quite enjoy the movie. I'm pretty sure I can remember the fact that he says the phrase Superfly TNT, but I don't remember the scene. I was about to try and do Samuel L. Jackson's voice. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Every time I touch brains, I am fucking Superfly TNT. Yeah, and then he says, and he references another movie where it's like, "I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm very angry." Yeah, what am I cleaning in the back for? Get in here. <laughs> yes. Um. So the interview, so another another like amazing quote from the interviews of Playboy. The interview with John Lennon and Yoko Ono was still on shelves the day John Lennon was shot. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't know why so many um, Playboy interviewees get assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if there's causality there, mm. but um, it, it certainly seems that way. Yes, it does. Um, so as you might have guessed, the ethos of Playboy and, and, and of um, Hef was pretty pretty left-wing, pretty liberal. Okay. Um, Hef himself was a big First Amendment kind of guy, back when that was a cool thing to be and not mm-hmm. just something people used to justify being a cockhead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, in 1955, the magazine published Charles Beaumont's sci-fi story after it got knocked back from Esquire. Um, it was called The Crooked Man. It's a story where straight men are persecuted in a world where being homosexual is the norm. Huh. Um, aside from now sounding like the ravings of a man on YouTube wearing Oakleys and yelling from the, from the front seat of his truck. Um, the point- <laughs> Do you write that? That's yes. very good. Thank you. <laughs> this is not my first time. Um, <laughs> Uh, the, 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 obviously, the point of it at that time was to highlight that, you know, if it's, uh, in Hef's own words, if it was wrong to persecute heterosexuals in a homosexual society, then the reverse was wrong too. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I say, some problematic activities, some problematic views, and definitely not great relationship, not good relationships with women around mm. the whole thing. Mm. But I think Hefner, on the whole, was probably a quote unquote good person. Like sure. he was, a, he was a well-meaning person. Um, like I say, he just had pretty problematic attitudes towards women mm. at times. He was also born in like 1920, so <laughs> I'm not overly surprised that his yeah. attitude to women wasn't spectacular. Yeah, by like a 2000s yeah. standard, sure. Um, obviously, we do need to mention just a little bit about this: um, the Playboy Mansion, yes. where he lived with all his girlfriends. Yes. Um, problem is, it's not really that interesting. It's just a big house. Yeah, they did a TV show there once, right? They did. Yeah. Um, more on that to come, sort Good. of. Um, but yeah, it's just just a big house in Hollywood. Um, yeah. they, they had Playboy mentions all over the world, though. There's one in the UK, but it was more... More, uh, of, a council, not, more of a council flat. How dare you? <laughs> it's like a country manic. Get fucked. Um, 
don't forget, we were the original rich country. Uh, <laughs> look, it's not really that interesting, the Playboy okay. Mansion. The only thing I found that was uh, of some amusement was that in 2011, there was a 123-person outbreak of Legionnaire's disease thanks to the hot tubs in the mansion. Oh, my God. Yes. I don't know the last time I heard mention of Legionnaire's disease. It happens in places where they have shared water systems like hospitals and hotels. Or hot tubs. Yeah. Yeah. But that's atomized water in the air. Yeah, good. Great way to spread it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, we talked a little bit about politics. Oh, my God. A, a chocolate bunny just imploded then. It was ridiculous. Uh-huh. Um, you... That was like, you know, I mean, I've never been skiing and you've never been skiing, I don't think. I no, I have this. You have. Mm. You know, when you fall off your ski or you like hit something on skis mm. and everything is made to like disconnect all at once. Mm-hmm. And when you hit something, instead of just being like, click, and you fall over, you just explode and pieces of you go everywhere. Yeah. That's what that looked like, but with a chocolate bunny. Yeah, I tried to take a bite and got... I, I reached too far. I went too close to the sun and then I took the bite and it kind of just all fell out. Yeah, your, your Icarian bite, <laughs> which was a great pun on Icarian flight. Um, yeah. It looks, coincidentally, like Marvin in Pulp Fiction now. With <laughs> yeah, the, the back of its head missing. <laughs> oh, it actually is too. <laughs> I've just blown the back of this bunny's head off. Oh, no. Um, Where were you? Please give me a distraction. So as well as being quite yeah, left-wing, he's very charitable. Uh-huh. Loads of money to things like um, animal rights and conservation stuff and um, green causes. Slightly irritating that he has a long-standing relationship, or did at least because of she was a playmate, Jenny McCarthy. Mm. So at one point he did give a, a lump sum to one of her funds, which um, which is, was an anti-vaxxer thing. Mm-hmm. Never mentioned really other than that. I don't know what the stances was on that, but, you know... Um, Moving on, you know, the, the, to be fair, there he has an endowed, endowed a chair at a university and, and has a, a sponsored course and like sponsored um, libraries and stuff like that. Um, it, yeah, he gave a lot of money. He was a pretty generous yeah. guy. Um, the yeah, the course he sponsored was um, an entire module on censorship in American literature, which I think is interesting, like pretty on brand, but also yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm. Um, in nowadays, though, Playboy is a pretty different company. Look, in later years, the company started making a large majority of its money less on the magazine and more on um, associated products and branding. Sure. Which it always always had. Yeah, it always um, had a very strong sort of physical brand identity with the logos. And, yeah, 100%. And like that. There was some stuff about the Rabbit logo, which I thought was, I don't know, it was, it was interesting enough. Um um, but they basically picked it because the rabbit was a kind of sexy animal, which is a weird thing to say. But I mean, I, they do be fucking. That, I think that was the yeah. implication, but I didn't want to read out the long quote from Hef about how rabbits are sexy. Um, I feel like I just paraphrased the whole thing. Yeah. There was a really funny quote about how he was like, the way we choose playmates is that they're not like the femme fatale. They're not like beautiful lingerie and like perfectly made up. They're the girl next door kind of thing. Okay. And one, one, they ended the quote with something like, she is happy, she is washed with soap and water, and she is naked. And I was like, that's, what? It's weird. You're um, talking about livestock? What is this? I don't know. It's a very, it's a very <laughs> strange part to mention. Yeah, it's also just a weird way to phrase that entire sentiment. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the magazine, obviously, you know, the, the um, circulation numbers dropped, mm. which... It's print. Yeah, you know. who, who buys magazines? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it peaked in about 1973. 
Um, okay. But it's, it was about 800,000 when it when it sort of... Well, I'll explain in a second. Anyway, mm. So the magazine did go through a short period of having no nudity in it, which Hef claimed is what he always wanted. That's okay. where he always viewed the magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, this lasted 11 months. Um, <sighs> and and Hef was like, this is bullshit. Bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I haven't seen in a while? Titties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but they did drop the subtitle Entertainment for Men from the magazine as they said that uh, gender roles had evolved and that... uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just watched Mike put the entire rabbit's head in his mouth (laughs) and his lips distended (laughs) like he was wearing nine gum guards and then he just looked up at me in the same way one might when giving fellatio <laughs> just looked up as his face mouth closed around the rabbit and just looked me in the eye with a mouthful of chocolate I'm just close to spitting chocolate all over the fucking desk well this is this was very much your problem I've also set myself a challenge of eating this entire bunny by the time we're done just that <laughs> I'm trying to do it quietly but you keep drawing attention to it <laughs> sorry I'll just not watch the next hang on no. there we go no, um, I'm doing it for you so uh, the magazine started moving to bi-monthly in 2017 and then quarterly in 2019. And as of March, COVID issues interfered with distribution meant that Playboy is now purely an online affair. Mm-hmm. Which, I gotta say, I find kind of sad. Yeah. Like, yep. it's a bit of a shame. But, but, I, but I, I, I think the death of print media is actually genuinely quite disappointing, like quite heartbreaking. Like, I like, I don't buy newspapers, but I like that they exist. Mm. Um. And I look. I work in tech, but even I like you know tradition and stuff I like mean, that. I mean, I still buy paper books yeah. because I, there's something it's just nicer. Everything I've tried in terms of you know reading books on digital screens doesn't work for me. No, I still just prefer a book. Um, but I wouldn't be so sad about it if it weren't for the fact that the digital replacements suck ass. Oh yeah, like the way that they've integrated the ads makes it a really terrible reader experience yes. or viewer experience as most of its video now anyway but it's just not a good replacement mm. it's not like oh this makes sense i can see why we moved to this it's like no you're just trying to make more money by putting by taking one thing splitting it across six pages and putting ads on all six of them yeah as opposed to what might be just a single page in a magazine yeah absolutely and it also like there's a real craftsmanship to the work that goes into laying out a magazine and putting the photos in putting the pull quotes in and making it really visually striking. Whereas websites, it's like, here's a wall of text and a couple of images with some embedded ads. Fuck off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just not, it's not the same. Yeah. Also, you can't stick web pages together. Uh, no, we'll talk later. <laughs> I didn't know if you were thinking about something else then. I was like, hey, are we on the same page here? No, I know what you mean. Okay, good, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's all, there, there is also the somewhat comedic myth of finding a stack of Playboys in the woods. And that's just gone now. That's what right. are you going to find? A stack of laptops? Like <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all stuck shut. Like I um I had my first exposure to pornography was finding it in the woods. Actually, yeah, really, yeah. I don't think I've ever actually met anyone that had that experience. Oh yeah, no damp pornography found in a field. Oh, that sounds like the title of your book. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! Yes, <laughs> I absolutely would call it that. Um. That's actually just my Tinder profile. It's just just Elliot Spirit. Damp pornography found in a field. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm going to black out. I actually really think I might change my Instagram handle to that. I'm going to black out. That's so good. Um, (laughs) 
I'm going to move on before I kill you. Yeah, please. Um, licensing of the Playboy brand and logo now account for approximately 65% of revenue for Playboy. Yeah. Um, and the Playboy group also focuses on four major business segments, uh, sexual wellness, um, which is mostly just sex toys and... I oh, did you put dildos? <laughs> pretty aggressive. <laughs> please, elevate it. Sex toys. Sex toys and um, Ple- CBD pl- products. Pleasure aids. They are super hung up on weed. Like really? They sell a lot of things like, like play, weed ashtrays. Like Playboy branded weed paraphernalia? Yeah. And um, wow. and like CBD lubes and stuff. Huh. I guess like when America legalized it, everyone was just like, oh, fucking let's get on it. Yeah, but, but, it's, like, but it's also only a handful of states that have legalized it. Yeah. Well, drugs and recreation is one of the like topics of their like articles part. Yeah. I love that drugs goes in with recreation. Yeah, the recreational drugs. Yeah. 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 Fair play. Um, other things to do, style and apparel. In um, China, Playboy is the leading men's fashion brand with over three and a half thousand stores. You're kidding. I did not know that. I was blown away. That's so weird. Yeah, isn't huh. it? Yeah. I mean, you lived in China. Did you see them? A lot's changed. Since I you, love China, man. Did you see a lot of people wearing Playboy branded material? I mean, it's it's so ubiquitous now that I probably didn't even realize. You're just blind to it. Yeah, because yeah. it's like Nike. You wouldn't rec- you wouldn't be like, fuck, I've seen a lot of people wearing Nike today. Yeah, or like the Kappa logo. Yeah. Yeah. Which, realistically, when that started coming back, I did notice because that had been gone for years. Yes. It was like big boy. Yeah. Um, gaming and lifestyle, Playboy clubs. And um, when they say gaming, they mean pokies. Yeah, gambling. Yeah. yeah. And beauty and grooming, which is probably self-explanatory. Yeah. Basically, it's like 65% of is branding and then like two and three percent is beauty and gaming and the rest is style and social wellness okay um and uh playboy even launched on the nasdaq in february this year really yeah i'm gonna try and get some shares in them actually because they are doing quite well Mm. um so that's playboy and all i've got afterwards is some fun closing facts and silly things which made me laugh so uh, let's hit the break so these were just things where I couldn't find a good place to put them. So they're just randoms. Okay. One. Hef was once... I'm not going to number them. Hef was once nominated for a Razzie Award uh-huh. for playing himself. In what? Uh, Miss March, which was a movie about a guy goes into a coma, wakes up and finds that his girlfriend of a few years before that is now a centerfold um, for Playboy. Hmm. It's by the guys from The Whitest Kids You Know. It was wildly panned. Okay. Um, but yeah, nominated for a Razzie Award for playing himself, um, Hef tweeted that maybe he just didn't understand the character well enough, which I think That's a good is comeback. pretty funny. That's a good comeback. I don't know myself. And then it's like the next article is just an interview with Hef where he's going through existential crisis. <laughs> Playboy's the interviews. The big one. <laughs> what is it to know oneself? God. Um, I, only read it, I only read it for the existential dread. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in 2004, please, if you're looking, if you're reading it for the existential dread, you need to be looking at Suicide Girls. Let's be real. You said it like I wasn't. I know. Um, in 2005, Playboy, uh, uh, Playboy, the Mansion video game was released. Uh, Playboy, oh, the Mansion no. puts players in the role of Hugh Hefner. The aim of the game is to build the Playboy empire from scratch, starting from a humble magazine to celebrity endorsements to its home entertainment to ent- to internet websites and merchandise. Um, it's a little bit like The Simsy, but then you've got like the business element of having to like put out 
an episode each, an issue each month and stuff like what, that. Do, do you have there what year that game came out? Uh, 2005. Yeah, I do. PlayStation 2. Remember, like, seeing coverage of it or something. But I, I had heard that they'd done that. I never actually saw it or played it or knew anyone that had, but I knew it existed. IGN gave it 6.9. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. Originally planned to be called Stag Party... The magazine, uh-huh. um, the publisher of another mag- an adventure outdoorsy magazine called Stag, said that they would sue if they went ahead with that name. Mm-hmm. So Hefner, his wife, and business partner Sellers met to seek a new name, considering the names Top Hat, Gentleman, Sir, Sater, Pan, and Bachelor, before Sellers suggested Playboy. Hmm. I think he won. I think it's a good, yeah. be- better than pretty good, better than all the others, to be honest. Yeah. Have you read Have you read that latest interview in Sir? Like, I don't know. There was a magazine in the UK for a while called Chap. Which was about like um, people who were really into like chap culture, like that, like lots of tweed and oh, just being 30s. dapper gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. I definitely didn't love that magazine. Mm. Oh, I was very different at uni. You've caught me at my most rock and roll. Very good. Mm. One day I'll be back. <laughs> um, so um, in 1970, the mag became the first gentleman's mag to be printed in Braille. Huh. Um, Obviously, no photos, unfortunately. That was going to be my next question, is yep. how did they translate the photos into something you can touch and feel? Yep. Um, there is a photo, the, the, the widest published one, which was the 1973 one that had seven odd million circulation. There is a famous photo from that, who was the centerfold. Um, her name is Lena something or other. I forget. It's, it's Norwegian or something. Mm-hmm. That photo from that was cropped and has been used as the industry standard for testing digital imaging processing algorithms for more than 40 years. What? If you look up the photo, mm. it's still very famous. It's in textbooks. It's yeah. in classrooms. It's used by just about everyone who wants to use digital imaging, who wants to use, do testing on digital digital imaging. Right. You probably recognize it because even I've seen it before. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty fascinating. Weird. And then the final one I've got for you. Mm. Um, there is a, um, uh, a, um, what was it called? Uh, ribald tales, which I think was like readers letters of, of funny things that have happened to them and jokes and stuff. Okay. And they put them out as a collection every so often. Mm-hmm. And while looking for them, I came across the following review on Amazon. Um, there was only one review for ribald tales. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to read it verbatim because the fucking wording is very weird. After right. some my very, very personal encounters with the Playboy clubs in Chicago, Wisconsin, and Tokyo back in the 60s, brackets, 60s, I became, at, end brackets, mm-hmm. I became an eternal and unsolicited fan. I never, I never encountered the stereotype, of, stereotype, quote, airhead blonde bimbo, end quote, type, which is the erroneous and misguided image He's put commas in weirdly here. Misguided image of Playboy. Instead, I found surprisingly intelligent, well-spoken women, many voluptuous, yes, uh, brackets, exclamation mark, close brackets, indeed, and mentally absorbing. I greatly miss those clubs and the old magazine format. These ribald tales are nostalgic reminders of those times. And I thought it was creepy and funny as a, as a re- Amazon review. Yeah, that feels like it was written by a computer. It feels like it was written by a very horny old man. Very horny computer. It's just really funny. Just like, yeah, this book's good. I know because I shagged some people in Playboy clubs in the 60s. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that was uh, was Playboy. Obviously, Hef's departed now. Yes. Gone up to the uh, 
the great Playboy Mansion in the sky. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything better than that. That's what yeah. I was going for. The yeah. big sex party in the sky. The big hot tub in the sky. Yes. Um, I did read a little thing where it was like 14 of the like most shocking things from a former live-in bunny's um, like autobiography. Mm. And like some of them were a little bit like, you know, he kind of seemed to encourage a lot of infighting between the girls that live there. Mm. Um, he changed his mind a lot about how he feels about things. One of them was like, oh, um, we all had to wear the same flannel pajamas like to like hang out uh, in the evening for bed. And it's like, why? Like you're moving into a house with like 14 other women who all claim to be this septuagenarian's wife, uh, uh, you know, girlfriend. And the flannel pajamas thing is a thing you're like calling a deal breaker. Yeah. Like you need to reassess your priorities. <laughs> but yeah. Mm. All in all, kind of a, a it, it's such weirdly enduring cultural touchstone. Yeah, and like for something that is so enduring, it's also so very specific to only them. Yeah. Like as an organization and brand, you know, like there's not really anything else out there that did what they did. Like we know about things like Hustler and Penthouse, but they're different and they're not. Yeah. They don't have the same. um, It doesn't feel as legitimate. It feels seedier. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like Playboy, Playboy feels like it's okay, in mm. a way, mm-hmm. which is strange because, like I say, pretty weird and problematic. Yeah, like Jermaine Greer did an interview with them, a famous Australian feminist, and she called them out in the interview, saying like, "Well, I don't like the way you treat women in this magazine." Mm. But then she still did like the long form interview, and she was very interesting. And I mean, know. it's it's a big platform. It's you know. huge. Mm. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Yeah. Um, Mike, hmm. what was your first experience with finding pornography if it wasn't in the woods? We don't have to answer that one. That was just, I was just probably, probably just the internet. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. The internet's pretty good. Yeah. Um, that was one of the reasons they said they stopped printing nudity in there because they were like, if you want to see sex, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy and free to find. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was the story of tits. Um, wow. I'm really enjoying how much you've almost been spraying today. Mm. Oh, I really yep. wish I'd rephrase that. Let's, but. let's roll with it. Yep. Sweet. Um, cool. Any thoughts? Any post-chocolate thoughts? I'm going to fill the air a little bit while you I chew. Mean, this is mid-chocolate because it's still in my mouth. Yeah, I'm going to let, it, I'm gonna let, let, that, let the thought percolate for mm. you mm. in your thought cabinet while I sort of fill the air with um, just a, a number of... Um, uh, f- linking words. Mm. Uh, um, all I can say is Happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Let's run with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this has been another episode of Hey Brew. If you enjoyed what you just heard, you can find <laughs> us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hey Brew Podcast. Mike. Yes. There's also as I get rid of the last. I'm still chewing. Yeah. There's a big bit of chocolate. Big bun. A big bun. Um, it's also the email address, hello at heybrew.zone. If you like to get in touch with us in a more long form format, you can do that. Mm. Or if you want to send us, I guess, well, careful. <laughs> send us a photo of you putting beer in a chocolate bunny. Do that. Yeah. Um, it's also the website, heybrew.zone, mm. which has all of the aforementioned information as well as links to podcast platforms of most varieties oh, no. where you can find us. My um, bun's melting. Yeah, well, it'll do that. It is actually kind of warm in here too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
if you listen to us on one of them podcast platforms, please don't forget to leave us a like and a subscription and a review. That would be mm-hmm. lovely. We are slowly turning into YouTubers with that. Yeah, hey, but, gang. We, but we put it all at the end, all in the same breath, basically. Yeah, as opposed to at the beginning, all in the same breath. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And we're on a smaller platform. Or not like every five minutes. Yeah. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Anyway. That's it. Um, and uh, yeah, otherwise, I th- think that's it. I think so too. This has been episode 50, by the way. Yeah. We didn't mention that. Yeah. I feel like it's a very unsung and dancey bit. Well, of it. look, we... We, we can we, still put it out as a limited release. Yeah. It's episode 50, I feel like. <laughs> right. like fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> like, we, we were working on something that was going to be episode 50 that would be a bit more special. It's taken a bit longer to get that lined up, but that is still going to happen. Yeah. It's just that the number won't be as, I don't know, satisfying Let's go with episode 52, because it'll only feel like we've done a year of episodes. Uh, that's pretty good. Even though we've not. Yeah, well. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll figure it out. That'll be something. Yes. And this will always this, be. This was something. This, oh, oh, just quickly. We're uh, nominated for some kind of championships. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Uh, nominated we're, is maybe forcibly right included. Word. Yeah. It's, it's like, so there's Aussie beer pods, which I think is just a Facebook community. Yeah, look, I, th- I know about as much about it as you do. So it seems like like people who have podcasts about beer that are in Australia, people go into that Facebook group and talk about those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is just a Facebook thing. But they're, over the course of this year, or what left what is left of this year, seemingly running a, an elimination bracket of like 100 Aussie beer podcasts. And we're in there. I think our first matchup is in like June. Yeah, and we're against the Beer Helo, which is the biggest Australian beer podcast. Is it really? Yep. Ah, it's not a knockout. Thankfully, it's it's like a league. okay. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how it works. We only just became aware of it through word of mouth. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't even. Never mind. Uh, I don't know how it works. You don't know how it works. More to come on that. Believe me, when when we find out when we're competing, I guess. We'll, uh, we'll make some noise. I don't know what the competition is. I don't know. I don't know what the prize is. I don't know what happens. But I'm here to fucking win. Yeah. All right. Yeah, safe. We can at least be the most obnoxious about it. Oh, God, yeah. That mm. we can muster. Mm. All right. This has been another episode of Hey Brew. I'm going to be obnoxious, but I am and have been. Uh, I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. Cheers. Cheers. Too much sugar. This chocolate's got me going. Yeah, I really want to insert the clip of Usher. I really know what you're going to say there. I really want to insert the clip of Usher saying, Happy Easter, Xbox. What? Let me find it. (laughs) (laughs) Just one of the buttons. Happy Easter, Xbox. This will not take long to find it all. I like Usher. Yeah, he seems real nice. Mm. He's probably a milkshake duck in some way, but... Yeah. Xbox. Also, that's a fucking dumb phrase that we both know what it means. What? Milkshake Milk duck. duck? Yeah. Here you go. The guy that writes that, Pixelated Boat, is very funny. Very good Twitter. Happy Easter, Xbox. Why? Easter promotion for Xbox. No, he's wishing his... Happy Easter, Xbox. Wishing his actual Xbox Happy Easter. Yeah. Wait, now this is the one for the official Xbox channel. Happy Easter, Xbox. Then it's the actual Xbox noise. That's that that is like six seconds that Xbox put out on YouTube eight years ago.
Are there more celebrities? Nope. Even better. <laughs> I, I, I actually love that. <laughs> Do you want to use that as the outro thing? I'm gonna. It's gonna be in there. Phenomenal. But all like four of them. <laughs> Happy Easter, Xbox.